The Holy Gospel, our part of the library for today, comes from Mark chapter 6. Jesus came to his hometown and his disciples followed him. On the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astounded. They said, Where did this man get all this? What is this wisdom that has been given to him? What deeds of power are being done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Then Jesus said to them, Prophets are not without honor, except in their hometown, and among their own kin, and in their own house. And he could do no deed of power there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and cured them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Then he went about among the villages teaching. He called the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He ordered them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. He said to them, Wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave the place. If any place will not welcome you and refuse to hear you, as you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and proclaimed that all should repent. They cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Before the sermon officially starts, I want to say something to someone who is having a birthday today. We are grateful for all of you uh, as we gather in community and all the roles that we play together. Today is Roger Swanson's 85th birthday. And Roger is someone... And Roger is someone who is an important person and does a lot of support and help work in this community. And so, Roger, thank you for all you do, and may you have a wonderful birthday. And now we have officially embarrassed you, so that's our gift. That's our gift to you. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from God, our Creator, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Just about a week ago on Thursday, June 28th, 23 of us from Holy Spirit woke up in Houston, Texas at 5.30 a.m., and we put on these stunningly beautiful orange t-shirts. Danielle, aren't you excited to see this again? Yeah, she's so excited. She can hardly stand it. We headed out into the humid Houston morning to get on the Metro light rail. It took a while because the cars were full of people in these very same orange shirts, all headed to the same place. Once we finally got in, we rode for 10 minutes to the NRG Stadium Complex in Houston, which is normally the home of the Houston Texans NFL team, but for four days last week was the home of the ELCA's National Youth Gathering. 31,000 people, most of whom were high schoolers, gathered every night in that stadium for four nights to sing, to dance, to listen to some truly amazing speakers, to be challenged and changed and to laugh and shout and to be the church together with this theme printed on our shirts, this changes everything. And then over the course of three days, all 31,000 people took a turn to put on these orange shirts and head out into Houston to serve. This meant that for three days, the people of Houston found their light rail cars filled every morning with 10,000 orange-shirted Lutherans 
Some of them were happy about this, and some of them were not. <laughs> some of the Lutherans were going to weed parks and public spaces. Some were headed to various nonprofits in the city to learn about what they do and to support however they could. Some went to food banks. Some picked up litter from the side of the highway. Some painted and cleaned. And some simply listened to and spent time with and came to know the people of Houston. Our group of 23 from Holy Spirit, along with about 70-some others that we met from around the country, ended up at Westbury High School in southwest Houston. Westbury has about 2,200 students, 78% of whom are considered economically disadvantaged. Houston School District is the seventh largest school district in the country, with 214,000 students in 284 schools. By comparison, the Lake Washington School District has about 29,000 students altogether. We started by gathering in the cafeteria to hear more about we would, what we would be doing that day and to give thanks for the wondrous air conditioning in which we would mercifully be working. And we started by hearing a bit more about Westbury, about the challenges and the changes that they are in the midst of. One thing we heard is that the district, the school district, currently has an $84 million budget shortfall. And so, among other things, they have virtually no money for custodial services. Volunteers from the community and teachers who just give their time are sticking around to help clean the buildings and maintain them during the summer, which in a school of 2,200 students is a lot of work. That meant that we were there to be the janitors for the day. Some of us cleaned windows. Some did some touch-up paint. Some of us helped the choir teacher pack up her room so she could move to a different space in the fall. To be perfectly honest, it wasn't all that hard because it turns out if you have 100 janitors in a school, you can get a lot done in a pretty short amount of time. That meant there was time to really get to know some of the people in the school, the parent volunteer who was there to guide us, the teacher, the principal who were there to share about the school with us, the choir teacher, who explained to us that she doesn't just teach vocal choir, but also a beginning piano class, which explained the nine full-size keyboards taking up most of the space in her room. At the end of that night, as we did every night, our group gathered for devotion and prayer. And we ended up in a conversation about our service that day. Some of us felt like we could have worked harder. We saw pictures of our friends sweating buckets on the streets of Houston, we did not post pictures of ourselves in the air conditioning. <laughs> and we wondered if we could have done more, if we could have worked harder, if we, if we could have been more useful. Would, had we really done enough, we wondered. And that led us into a conversation about what it means to serve. Who were we really there for? Were we there to feel good about ourselves? to sweat and work and get something done, to feel useful and needed, and to be perfectly honest, a little bit self-satisfied at the end of the day? Or were we there for others, to do as they asked and as they needed, to be with them, not for ourselves, but for their sake? Who is this really all for? Jesus' disciples wondered that too. Is this all for us? And in response, Jesus sent them out into the world. 
in a very specific way, not with an orange shirt. But he said, when you go into a town, stick around, stay with the people, get to know them, rely on them. When it's time to leave, go. If any place doesn't welcome you, don't worry about it. Shake the dust off your feet. Move on. In other words, Jesus says to his friends, this work I'm calling you into isn't for you. It isn't to make you feel better about yourself. You're not called to build up this kingdom of justice and peace so that you can feel better when you go to bed at night. This work isn't about you. It's about somebody else. The truth is it'd be really easy to come away from an event as spectacular and wonderful and transformative as a youth gathering of 31,000 people thinking mostly about yourself, about what you got out of it, how it challenged or changed you. And let's, let's be clear, part of the reason that we put these gatherings on for kids is to do that, to challenge them, to change them, to tell them how much they are loved, to send them into the world. All of that is a really good place to start. But it's not the end. It's not enough if it's just for the people in the stadium. Pastor Nadia Boltz-Weber, who was one of our speakers, said in probably the most memorable quote of the event, self-righteousness feels good for a moment in the way that peeing yourself feels warm for a moment. Listen, she said to these kids, you're here and that's great, but being here isn't the end. This isn't just for you. It's for the sake of the world. Now, I'm sharing all this about the youth gathering in part because the 19 kids and four adults who got to go from Holy Spirit were able to have this experience largely because of all of you. You bought Christmas wreaths from them. You paid too much for your pancakes at the fundraising breakfast. You prayed for them. You give to a church budget that provides them a youth director to organize this kind of trip, which, by the way, is a phenomenal amount of work. You support them and encourage them and give them a space to meet every week and time to be themselves. And because you do that, these kids were able to have that experience. Because congregations all over the country do that, 31,242 people were able to go to Houston. And because of that, bigger things did happen. So, for example, while we were there, 437 people who had grown out their hair, sometimes for years, donated their hair to children with hair loss, including one of our very own chaperones. 1,248 units of blood were given. 40,000 books were collected for kids in Houston. $260,000 was raised for the ELCA's Global Farm Challenge, which is to support sustainable agriculture and to reduce poverty on small family farms around the world. And another 260000 was gathered at the Sunday morning offering, which will go to prison congregations of America and the Gulf Coast Synod of the ELCA, where churches and communities are still recovering from last year's devastating hurricanes. That's over half a million dollars given away in four days, mostly by teenagers. 
And all of that matters to those kids. Raise your hand if you had a kid or a parent or you were there at the gathering. Emily, raise your hand higher. There we go. I bet if you talk to these families, you'll hear that this week made a big difference to those kids. Every night they heard from speakers who talked about the very real struggles that kids face in their everyday lives, what it's like to live with depression and anxiety, or what it's like to live with self-harm and how to recover from that. People talked about being isolated and judged for their sexuality and how transformative it was to find a church that welcomed them for who they are. We heard about the realities of racism. We heard about how our faith speaks to justice and immigration. Speakers as young as 11 years old got up on stage and talked to 31,000 people about what it's like to live with a chronic illness or with an eating disorder, what it's like to be transgender, or what it's like to start a nonprofit at age 14 that now, across the nation, connects restaurants and grocery stores to food banks so that less food goes to waste. Musicians and poets and pastors and deacons opened the Bible to us, inspired us, challenged us. And if you have ever worried about the future of the Lutheran Church, then let me tell you, those 31,000 kids gave me more hope than I could express to you in 100 sermons. But it wasn't just for them. It has to be bigger than that. And that's why Jesus tells us to go out into the community, to put on, if not an orange shirt, just what we need, to carry almost nothing at all, and learn to rely on the people we meet along the way. It teaches us that we're not in the world just to fix other people or help other people, but to receive. That we too will be changed along the way, just like the disciples were. Jesus taught his friends a lot of what we learned in Houston. So from those of us who were there, thank you. Thank you for all you did to make it possible for us to go. But it's not enough if it was just for the 31,000 of us. In the same way that everything we receive, every good thing we receive is never just for us. That it lands in our hands just long enough that we can give thanks for it and let it go. The hope, the generosity, the goodness that we receive from God isn't ours to clutch isn't ours to stuff into a suitcase and hang on to. It is to be released for the good of the world so that everything can change. We learned that in Houston. But you can learn that in Kirkland. You can learn it in your neighborhood. You can live it in your family. You can live it in your own self. And that really does. That really does change everything. For which we say, thanks be to God. Y'all. <laughs> Amen.